Hi, I'm Wiley. And I'm Maddie. And it shouldn't happen again. Welcome back to um, episode five. We're so excited. Uh, last week's episode was crazy. It was so good. I really it enjoyed was. it. Maddie, my yeah, Maddie picked a great case. Um, also, great song from Reputation. Or lover. <laughs> I struggled with that one. Um, but, um, yeah. So, since I was on here last, there has been some true crime news. Um, Gypsy Rose Blanchard is getting released early what for parole. Gypsy Rose Blanchard, yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I I'm going to do an episode on that case. Spoiler alert, because I think it's really interesting. Yeah. Or Maddie will. One of us will do it. <laughs> okay. Well, just kidding. Maddie will do one. Um. So yeah. Um. My case today is of Candy Montgomery and Betty Gore, and the song for this week is Betty from Taylor's Folklore album. Um. I named my dog after this song. I love my dog. Her name's Betty. She's neurotic and really scared of everything, but I love her. She's my little. She's my little baby. I'm taking her to college with me. Um, but her name's Betty Inez. That's her middle name. My mom calls her Betty Boop. Like, that's what she says is her middle name, but that's wrong. Yeah. It's Betty Inez. So, yeah. I'm really excited. This case is literally so weird because this is one of my, like, um, I think it's so interesting just because there's, like, a lot of psychology and stuff behind it. But, like get this okay it takes place in wiley texas oh it's this one uh-huh and it um my birthday is june 12th it takes place on june 13th which is my birthday that's not your birthday <laughs> your birthday is june 24th <laughs> <laughs> um you know what i want for my birthday aerosore tickets man yeah if anyone would like to donate it would really help us out. We would really appreciate it. But, yeah, June 13th, and my dog's name's Betty, and that's the victim's name in this. So, You're um, the dog's name is Betty. Well, I'm just reiterating. <laughs> okay, so we'll just hop right into it then. So, we start off with meeting Candy. So, Candy, or Candace Wheeler, was born in 1951 in Lucas, Texas. She was an army brat, so she kind of moved around a lot. Um, and her childhood was just, just that, moving around with her family. Um, and when she was a young adult, she got married to Pat Montgomery. And Pat saw Candy and wasted no time wiping her up. He was like, let me put a ring on it. Um, so he was an electrical engineer. Um, and after they got married, they got their cute little house in the town of Wiley, Texas, where they settled in and had two kids. In um, 1973, they had a daughter named Jenny, and then in 1974, they had a son whose name is Ian. So, um, their kind of, like, household dynamic um, was, like, Pat made all the money, you know, and Candy was just this little housewife. She took care of the kids, and she really liked doing that. She kind of liked just being the housewife. Um, so, she was, she was content, you know, but... She does, she's not content later. Would you want to be a housewife? I honestly don't think I mind it. But, like, no. You know? Would you? 
cook, so that's an issue. You could cook Skyline for your children every day. Yeah, like I would like that. You're so right. Honestly, yeah, I, I'm in the I I'm in the market. Um, after they settled in their little house, they joined the First United Methodist Church of Lucas, um, where they met the couple, Betty and Alan Gore. Okay? So, Betty and Alan... What were we talking about before? Candy and Pat. Oh, you're so right. Yeah, come on, listen. I know for sure, man. (laughs) So, Alan and Betty met in college. Alan was her math teacher. But he was, like, a teaching assistant, so they were, like, the same age. He Like, he was just a little bit older, yeah. you know? So, once she, like, graduated out of that class, Alan swooped in, and they got together. So, Betty Pomeroy, before she was better, Betty Gore, she was always very, like, spunky and attractive and kind. She was, like, also always the center of attention. So, like, in her younger years, she was, like, you know, like, the... She was the it girl, the, like, the nice little, like, school it girl. Betty? Mm-hmm. Betty was, yeah. Well, Betty is the it girl, isn't she? She is. Um, and she was from Norwich, Kansas. If I pronounce that wrong, I apologize. Um, I also want to apologize for my um, pronunciation of whatever I said the last one. New Hampshire. New Hampshire, Yeah. <laughs> So, Betty's family, like, although they liked Alan and he was fine, they weren't really, like, super fond of him. Because, you know, he she wanted, like, a, I don't know, she wanted someone that's not, like, from where she was from. And Alan wasn't like that, but her family wanted it for them. Like, wanted it for her to get a guy that was, like, like a fo- little farmer boy, like, from Kansas. Okay. Yeah, and she, she didn't want no yeah, like, she, they wanted her to have a little farmer boy, and then Alan was not that. So, um, they all married in 1970, and after their marriage, they had a daughter named Alyssa, and after having Alyssa, they moved to Collin County, Texas, so that's, like, right across from Wiley, like, that's right by it. So, in 1976, Betty got a teaching job at Wiley, Texas. Um, And then Alan, like Pat, Candy's husband, worked at Walkwell International um, as an engineer. So Betty's daughter, Alyssa, and Candy's daughter, Jenny, were like best friends. They were inseparable. And the families knew each other through church. So they're little church families. Um, But like Alan, with his job, like had to travel a lot. And um, I don't know, she was getting very like um anxious without him you know um and she also after she got like after she was teaching for a little bit she got really bored of it and was like really just done with it like she hated it she didn't want to do anymore but like she didn't know what else to do so she kept doing it um but like alan was traveling so she kind of became really depressed and like it was just really sad. Like, she just wasn't herself. 
Um, but then, in 1978, when the new school year came around, Betty decided that she wanted another baby. So, Betty planned out the pregnancy down to the exact week that it needed to be conceived. So, this whole pregnancy, her and Alan were, like, trying at the same times, you know, like, so Alan was like, well, this is boring. So, he was just kind of like, eh. She wanted it to be born in midsummer so it wouldn't affect the school year. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, wait, why do we have to say the exact same thing? <laughs> so she could just be, it has to be done by now. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not like that. <laughs> this is like the 80s. I don't think they were too worried about that. Yeah, no. She just wanted it to be born in midsummer so that it wouldn't affect the school year. So the Gore's marriage became very bland and boring. And like I said, Alan was just kind of done. He felt very used during this period. So he was like, he was, felt like he was sperm baked, one would call it. Yeah. So, yeah. But also in 1978, like our good friend Alan Gore, Candy Montgomery became very bored in her marriage as well. Uh-huh. Yeah, the family life with Pat was becoming very old and she wanted more. So, like I said, these two families were, like, church friends, right? Their kids were friends. They, like, talked to each other when their kids played. (laughs) So, um, Candy and Alan did church volleyball together. And one day, at church volleyball practice, Candy's want for Alan ignited. Candy and Alan, like, collided into each other going for the same ball at church volleyball. And Candy was like, oh, she, yeah, well, no, because let me read you this next part. Um, she really liked him because he smelled like sex. That's the reason that she, no, that's good. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. No, we were. <laughs> let me t- let me tell it, girl. So this was like a year ago. We were walking, yeah, yeah. and we were at um, this Halloween thing, and I bumped into some guy. Like we bumped into each other, our shoulders, and we turn around, and I like reach my arm out to be like, um, oh sorry, like you know. And he reached his arm out, and we ended up grabbing each other, <laughs> each other's arms, and like we're just like I'm sorry, and walked away. But we're like I'm sorry, and like walked away. But like. Yeah, like, we, like, kept holding each other's arm. It was really weird. But that's not what happened with Candy and Alan. Because Candy said she wanted an affair. And Alan smelled good, so she was like, okay, this one works. But, like, Candy, like, (laughs) she, of course, like, she was getting bored with Pat. So she's like, I want fireworks. She said it in that accent, too. She said, I want fireworks. You're not from Texas. No, she was from Texas. I know, but... I won't do it anymore. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) So, if you look up, like, pictures of these people, it's really weird because these are all, like, like, just people from the 80s, like, normal people. They, none of them were, like, super attractive. Like, they were all kind of just, like, their haircuts were so bad so bad um but like 
Alan Gore really wasn't the ideal person to have an affair with. Um, he had like horned rim glasses and really puffy cheeks and a receding hairline that Candy wanted him so bad. No. I personally wouldn't have an affair with him. <laughs> Look up a picture of him. We'll post it on the Instagram. But, like, bro is not cute <laughs> at all. Um, like, and, um, you guys should go watch. It's called Love and Death on HBO Max. Um, it's about this case with Elizabeth Olsen. And the, the reason I watched it is because I love her and I love this case. But there's also one with, um on hulu with justin timberlake's wife jessica beale um i forgot her name for a minute but that one's pretty good too but the guy in um like the hbo one go watch the show <laughs> but candy really wanted him he she was like she looked at receding hair she did she said i want him so bad so Candy and Alan, they were doing, like, they had a lot of things in common. They did the same activities, and, like, it kind of began with the little things. They, like, joked around with each other, and, like, he joked with her more than he joked with other women at church, and, like, teased her about her volleyball skills, and, like, he'd give her a sly wink, you know, like, behind their spouse's backs. So they were kind of, like, flirting at this point. Candy hadn't confessed to him that she wanted an affair. They were just, like, you know, all silly about it yeah for church choir rehearsal candy decided to confess to alan about her feelings so they would like occasionally they would chat for a little longer but this time it was a lot longer than necessary um so she strode up to the passenger side of his door and said alan i want to talk to you sometime about something that's been bothering me and he was like okay what about now and she said I've been thinking about you a lot, and it's really bothering me, and I want you to know, but, like, I don't know what to do about it. I don't know if I want to do anything about it. So, Alan was confused and just didn't say anything, and she continues and goes, I'm very attracted to you, and I'm tired of thinking about it, so I just wanted to tell you. And then she went back to her car and drove off. That was it? Yeah. That's so funny. But then... Later, Candy asked if he wanted to have an affair. She just got in his car and was like, Alan, what are your thoughts on having an affair? And he told her no. And then he kissed her. In the car. Oh. It's like... <laughs> no. Well, after thinking about it, Alan denied, you know, he was like, no, I don't want to hurt Betty. Because... Um, before Betty had actually had an affair, or she had claimed to, um, which, you know how she doesn't like Alan going out of town, right? So he was about to go out of town, and she was like, well, fine, I'm cheating on you. That's kind of how it went down and how Alan found out. But part of me wonders, like, was she just telling him that so he wouldn't leave? Like, because she didn't want him to leave. But she didn't want to hurt, or he didn't want to hurt Betty. And Candy didn't want to hurt Pat. So they kind of decided, okay, whatever. And also, Betty had just gotten pregnant, so he wanted to focus on her and the baby. 
which kind of that you're like oh that's sweet no um he actually then he was like you know what actually i hate my marriage so i'm gonna consider it and candy was like very happy-go-lucky kind of like you know just southern little church mom and so he was like ooh, better than his wife yeah so still skeptical about the affair um and efforts to fix his marriage Alan proposed to Betty that they should do a program called Marriage Encounters, which was through their church. And basically, Marriage Encounters was a program that some of their friends went through, and it was just like a little, like, you know, weekend getaway to, like, help restore your marriage. Um, and it proved to be very helpful. Like, it really helped their friends. But Betty was not for it. She was like, why do you think we need that? She's like, we're literally fine. And he didn't want to press it because it would make her mad. So he was like, okay. So she dropped the subject, um, not to make Betty upset. So instead, he decided to initiate the affair. Yeah, of course. Because that's better. So on. Mm -hmm. So on Candy's 29th birthday, Alan called Candy for her to meet lunch and discuss with him the agreements of the affair. They met um, at a little restaurant the town over, because they always did stuff the town over so that no one could see them, because it was like a small town. We'll get there. And so he got her this little card that said the last of the red hot lovers with the red hot candy inside because those were her favorite. And Candy thought that was just the sweetest thing anyone has ever done. Red hot lovers, they're about to have an affair. Whatever. Yeah, she was very touched. So then they went to this like little restaurant for lunch and they um like just talked about themselves this is crazy to me they just like talked about their spouses for a while and their kids and the church and everything they were just talking and then at the end alan was like i ain't never had an affair before so we're off with the spouses now we're talking about affair um and then he And then he told Candy about Betty's alleged affair. So um, they were pretty set. They were ready and they were going to have an affair. So for the next month, Alan and Candy met discussing about how they were going to do things. Like where to meet, when to meet, and things like that. So they were very, like, very, very, like, particular on how this was all going to work. They were, like, planning every single thing out, like, they were not gonna get caught um so candy decided to um you know like make lunch and stuff for him so they would eat lunch and then they would like um go and do their thing but they made rules as like if anyone got too emotionally serious is serious um that they would have to end it because this was solely for their like fun times they just wanted it for fun candy wanted fireworks so, if one of them wanted to end it, it would end. Like, just things like yeah. that were in the rules. Um, and it also helped that at Alan's job, he was very trusted. And so, he could take really long lunches and no one would say anything. So, that gave them plenty of time to do whatever. A She's a housewife. So, she doesn't, like, she didn't do anything. So, um, they were just like, they were ready. And so, then one day... Because they had been talking about it and talking about it and talking about it, trying to plan everything out. One day, he was like, he went over to 
the Montgomery's house when it was just Candy at home because the kids were at school, Pat was at work, and she he walked in and Candy had a list of pros and cons. And then they were like, okay. Me too. Yeah, because then they set up a date to be at the Como Motel on December 12th, 1978 to begin the affair. Um, They chose the Como because it was the cheapest, and they thought that the sleaziness of the motel made it more exciting. That's such a bad way to spend your money. Yeah. Also, you're 13, you're still a cheap person. Mm-hmm. This is literally me and Taylor Swift combined. Her song... What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like our birthdays. Like the murder happened the day after my birthday. They started the affair the day before her birthday. Please send us Eras tour tickets. So after doing their thing, <laughs> after their thing, they took showers so that they wouldn't smell like each other. Um, and then they would always like their schedule be like they eat lunch, have the affair, then they'd like sit and talk and like cuddle. And then um, they would shower and then just go back their separate ways. So this was all great. And, it like, they were having so much fun um, until, like, the third or fourth time. And then Candy started having second thoughts. So she began to realize that, like, although it was great, like, it wasn't going to get any better. She was wrong. No. Oh, she didn't care about that? No, she didn't care about that. I mean, like, it wasn't oh. getting any better like it was oh. fine and she wanted fireworks so <laughs> she was she was kind of like eh. and also she was getting way too emotionally involved with alan uh, which was breaching their contract because remember if they got oh. too emotionally involved they had to end it but um yeah, yeah. and she even thought that she loved him yeah, and Alan, too, looked forward to Candy's company, no matter what they were doing, if they were having the affair or not. So, on February, or in February, I'm sorry, in 1979, Candy confessed to Alan that she was in too deep. And then Alan ended up talking her out of it. He was like, no, you're not. And she was like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, they were like, okay. But then, after Betty's pregnancy grew closer, Alan was like, oh, we need to pause the affair, because what if she goes into labor and I'm here? He's like, well, what if she goes into labor and he's there with Candy? So, they decided to pause it, and then their second daughter, Bethany Gore, was born in early July. So, like, um, I think this is cute. Their names, their kids' names are Betty and Alyssa. So, they did, like, Alyssa, Alan, Betty, Bethany. Like, they tied their kids' names to them. That's cute. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So then the affair resumed, um, and, like, Bethany's birth did bring Alan and Betty closer together, but it still wasn't, like, you know, yeah. what it was. So he kept seeing Candy, and it was getting harder to see Candy as well, but he just was like, oh, I hope it's not impossible. So after Betty was well enough to travel, they ended up going down to Kansas to visit Betty's parents for them to meet the new baby. And when they got back, it was a Thursday evening. So the next day would have been Friday. But it is a Thursday right now. But like 
Alan always takes off Friday, but he hadn't seen Candy in a couple weeks, so he wanted to go see Candy, but he didn't have that excuse of going to work, right? Mm -hmm. So he was like, he told Betty, oh, no, I have to go into work. Like, I have to go into work, and she wasn't buying it. She was like, no, I need you to help me, like, come and, um, like, run errands with me. So in order to keep Betty off his back, he was just like, okay, and then made up an excuse for Candy. Because he didn't want Candy to know that Betty was suspicious, right? Yeah. Um, and then one night, Betty wanted to engage in activities, but Alan couldn't perform because he was tired from being with Candy. So that made Betty, like, so humiliated. She started crying, and, like, it was just, like, it really tore them apart. So then Betty decided that they needed to go to Marriage Encounter. So, um, like, they went, and they did their thing, and they came out, like, really good. They were stronger as a couple. They were getting better. So Alan decided to end the affair. And Candy was kind of like, huh? Finally. Yeah. Yeah, and Candy was like, well, what the heck? What about when I wanted to end it? And then Candy just ended up being like, okay, whatever. So they end it, and then we fast forward to June of 1980. So Alan had to go on a business trip one weekend, and, you know, he was out of the house, and so Betty wanted some time alone with, like, her and the new baby, who at this point wasn't super new, but, like, she just wanted some time with her little kids. But Alyssa ended up going to the Montgomery's house because those girls are best friends, remember? So Betty also suspected that she was pregnant at this time. Again. Yeah, from the marriage encounter. But, um, so Alyssa had spent the night at the Montgomery's the night before, and then the Empire Strikes Back movie came out. So they wanted to go see that and have another sleepover the night after. Mm-hmm. So um, Candy calls Betty and says, hey, is it okay if she comes and does this with us? And Betty says, oh, well, she has a swim lesson. So you need to come get her swimsuit and you need to come get like these mints. Because every time she had a swim lesson and put her head underwater, Betty would give her a mint to like incentivize yeah. it. Right. So that's all cute. So, Candy went to the Gore's house to pick up Alyssa's swimsuit and the mints that Betty used as a reward. And, like, at first the visit was really calm and normal. And then, when Candy was about to leave, Betty was like, sit down, I'm going to go get you the swimsuit that you needed to get. And Betty did come back with the swimsuit, but she also came back with an axe. So, Candy was just kind of like, Oh, shoot. Because she then asked Candy if she was having an affair with Alan. So Betty asked Candy if she was having an affair with Alan. And so Candy admitted it. She was like, well, we were, but, like, we're not anymore. We ended it because of, like, you and Alan getting better. Like, we're not doing it anymore. And Betty got very mad. She kept saying, you can't have him. You can't have him. Like, you can't have him. And Candy was like, I I don't want him, girl. Like, I don't want him. Yeah, and so she, like, Candy tried to leave, and Betty wouldn't let her. She was, like, holding the axe, like, with 
the blade sticking out, like just holding it. And the two women were like pushing it back and forth on the handle, you know, because like Betty was trying to keep her in. I don't know what she was trying to do, but Candy was, of course, trying to get out. Right. So they're like just they're fighting and then they end up in the laundry room. And the laundry room is like a 12 by 12 foot room. Like it's not very big. So these two women are like fighting and just like in this tiny room with a giant axe. And both of these women aren't super strong women. So the fact that they were like they were adrenaline mad that they could even lift this axe because Betty lifts the axe up over her head and like tries to strike um, Candy because what happened was when they were like going back and forth with the handle, she pushed her to the ground and swung the axe up over her head and Candy ended up moving out of the way, but it hit her head. So she didn't have a huge laceration, but like she had a cut on the top of her head, right? And then it went down and hit her foot. So in like in between her toes, there was a big laceration. So they're, you know, fighting. They're tired because this axe is so huge, right? And so they're sitting on the floor and they're out of breath, like, you know, still fighting. But um, Candy's like, well, I did this because like, blah, 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 like trying to justify it. And Betty looks over at her and goes, shh. And Candy just snapped. I mean, like, she, like, just absolutely crazy. So she picks up the axe and just starts taking hits on her. Like, and Betty was dead. But she had 41, like, whacks to her. She was alive for 40 of them. Because the last whack was to the back of her head where it hit her brain, and that's what killed her. But she was alive. When they found her, this is very graphic. So if you want to skip ahead, do so. Her arm was, like, falling off, like, where your arm folds. Like, her arm was almost clean off. It was, like, hanging on. And the entire side of her face, her eyeball was hanging there. Like, like her face, you couldn't tell what was her face except for her eyeball, and you could see her teeth. And she also was just blood everywhere, like, cuts everywhere. Like, it was bad. Yeah, this one's, this one's gross. So, Betty then was dead, of course. And Candy, mortified as to what she just did, um, took a shower and then just left. She took a Did shower. Lessons? Yeah. She had her daughter the whole time. And so she, like, washes off. There's blood and hair everywhere in this house because she's walking through the house. Takes a shower, you know, goes home, washes her clothes, gets new clothes on, and then she had to go to the church to pick up the kids. So she, like, is trying to, like, get her head to stop bleeding, right? Because everybody knows she went to Betty's house. It's not a secret she went to Betty's house. But she was there. And so when she goes back to the thing, to the church, she's like, oh, I went to Betty's house. I picked up the things. I had to go get Father's Day cards. And then my watch stopped working. So I lost track of time. That's why I'm so late. So they're like, okay, that's weird, whatever. Well, it, like, everybody's kind of like, okay, whatever, because Alan's not home. Alan's on a business trip. So he's calling the house, and no one is, like, answering, right? Mm -hmm. Because the only other thing, 
like person there is the baby. Mm -hmm. So Alan calls and Betty, of course, doesn't answer. So he starts calling neighbors and he eventually gets the neighbors to go like check on check on the house. And no one's answering the door like the cars in the garage. And of course, Betty's antisocial and like had like a lot of like social issues. So they're like, oh, maybe she's not answering. Well, then they discover that the like the door, the front door is unlocked. So you're like, oh, that's weird. So they go and open the door. And they're like, it's oddly quiet, except for the baby screaming. The baby had been sitting there since like 11 o'clock. And at this point, it's like nighttime. Like it's dark outside nighttime. And this was in the summer. So they find the baby in her own filth. Like, because no one had, I don't know. Yeah, the baby's in a different room. She was in her crib. So then they find Betty in the laundry room. And they thought that she had been shot because they just opened the door and saw the blood and closed it. So the police are investigating and they find Candy's, like, fingerprint in the room. Because she didn't try and clean up the evidence because she... Probably because she's mean. Yeah. But also, like, from my opinion, she didn't plan it. But then again, this is all from Candy's account. But wait until you hear this. So when she got to court, um, she ended up playing it as a self-defense. So she admitted to it. um, But it was a self-defense thing now. So she was like, okay, um, yeah, I did it. And she was saying why. And so her lawyer who was actually a divorce lawyer from a church who had never done a murder trial before, um, took her to a psychologist. So the psychologist was, like, trying to get out of her, whatever. And the reason that she snapped when Betty said, shh, is because when she was little, she was playing and got, like, really hurt playing. Um, And she was, you know, in so much pain, and she had to go to the hospital because she was in so much pain. And her mother when she was crying and, like, being taken to the emergency room, was like, shh, shh, shh. So, like, she, it was just, like, she was so mad because her mom didn't want to be embarrassed. So, for some reason, that little shh snapped in her brain and she just went crazy. So, in a way, she was killing her mom. Like, that's what she thought in her mind. Or she was, like, taking it out on her mom. So, that kind of, like, that's believable. Like, that, the psychology yeah. behind it makes sense. But, um. Did she not have a good relationship with her mom, though? No. Her mom's still alive. Like, that's the weird thing about it. Like, they were fine. Like, it's not like her mom was abusive or anything. She was just, like, this perfect lady who needed everything perfect. So, there's, I don't know. It's weird. But Candy, at the end of her trial, ended up, like, not getting any jail time. She never went to jail. She's still not in jail. She became a family counselor, and her and Pat ended up getting divorced after this as well. But she ended up becoming a family counselor, and no one's really heard from her since. Mm 
but because she had that evidence of a psychological snap, they were like, oh well. But. Alan is, he remarried some lady from the church choir, like right after Betty's death, and they got divorced too. Really soon after they got married. But um, he testified in trial, and he was like, yeah, um, we had an affair, blah, 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 but, like, he wasn't home, and he just kind of kept quiet throughout all of this. But he he lied to the police, too. At first, when they asked if he had an affair, he wouldn't, he wouldn't, because I kind of, we're running out of time right now, so I kind of ran through it. But, like, they asked him if he had an affair, and he said no, and then he went back in and was like, oh, yeah, I lied to you. Because at first they thought he did it, but and they're like, no. But they found out about candy stuff. But, yeah, they said it was a psychological snap. And that's why I'm saying these things about Betty. Like, listening to all this, everybody is, like, saying how she's so depressed and, like, so antisocial and rather rude and how she was, like, this mean school teacher. Like, she's not here to say her side of the story. She's not here to speak for herself. And it's most of these accounts are from Alan and Candy. That's so sad. So, yeah. But that's all for this episode. So, yeah. That's, it's a crazy case. Yeah, but she's not in jail. She's out there somewhere. But she's not done anything since. So I feel like that has a little bit of like a... Where did she go? I've tried to look her up. We can't find her. I'm, she went back to her maiden name, Wheeler, too. I was going to say, she definitely changed her name. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I've, I've tried to find her and I can't. There's not pictures of her. There's not interviews with her. But... And she's like, she's like my grandma's age. She's not super old. But, yeah, that's all. Um, Everybody go listen to Betty from Taylor's Folklore album. That one, too. That one's a, Go listen to that one, too. But, yeah. So, that's all we have for this week. I'm Wiley. And I'm Maddie. And it shouldn't happen again.